At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Traina. Thanks for listening this week. Labor Day weekend. NFL is almost here. Great time right now to be a sports fan. We... Uh, we will have a big show for you next week, so make sure you tune into that. We've had big shows recently. Nate Burleson and James Andrew Miller last week. Joe Buck two weeks ago. Roman Reigns, Chris Mandog Russo three weeks ago. Ian Eagle four weeks ago. So if you missed any of those, go into the archives and listen to them. For this week's show, we've got Ben Strauss from the Washington Post to break down the Bishop Sycamore story, the high school team that got on ESPN and had no business being on ESPN or playing a high school football game. Um, Ben wrote a good column about it for the Washington Post, so he gives us some insight into that. We get into a couple of media things with Ben, who covers media for the Washington Post. And then big train of thought segment with Sal Akata. We get into the Mets situation with the booing. We got into J.R. Smith going back to college. We talk a lot about movies. There was a thing on Twitter this week about movies you've never seen that everyone thinks you should have seen, so we talked about that. Um And I read some Apple reviews that I've gotten on the SI Media podcast. If you want me to read your review, leave a review on Apple and I will read it during the train of thought segment. So we have all that on this show. So let's get right to it. First up, Ben Strauss from the Washington Post and then train of thoughts right here on the SI Media podcast. All right. Joining me now from the Washington Post, Ben Strauss covers media and business and NFL related items for the paper. And he's uh, written about this insane Bishop Sycamore story that we'll get into and a couple of other things. Ben, how's it going? Great to uh, great here. Great to be here, Jim. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I have I've not been into this. Bishop. I know I should be, especially as a media person. I, I've had a hard time getting into this Bishop Sycamore story. So I was hoping you could give like an explainer to the listeners and fill in my dumb questions before we get to it, though. Just a couple of things. Uh, story came out. We're taping this Wednesday, September 1st. Uh, Al Leiter, John Smoltz from the MLB Network are not vaccinated. They refuse to get vaccinated, so they'll be working from a studio. I'm not sure anyone in America really cares that, you know, they're not going to get Al Leiter in a studio to give opinions. But somehow, as a country, we can hopefully move on from that devastating news. But um, what I do find interesting is that if John Smoltz is not vaccinated and he's supposed to be doing games with Joe Buck, how that works. They did the Field of Dreams game together, I assume, together in person. So do we know were they kept apart? Were they together? What do we got on that? I don't know specifically that. I did reach out to um, Buck's rep today, like, do you have any thoughts on this? And uh, got a polite no comment. So whatever Joe Buck thinks about this, we don't know. I guess just why do people care about this? I think we're sort of like in this moment in America where anybody who stands up and says, like, I don't want a vaccine is news. Like any sort of prominent person, you know, saying I don't want a vaccine is is newsworthy. Um, and I think there's probably a difference between being inside in the studio and, and being part of a game broadcast. You're outside 
um, you know, open air, uh, definitely a different situation. And then even MLB Network, right? Their vaccination mandate applies for studio. It doesn't apply. Like Smoltz is still working, you know, going to work a division series game for them. So there is a difference. Um, but yeah, I think probably the person that I'm most interested in hearing in this situation, hearing from is, is, is Buck, but, um, you know, as he, uh, as is his right has, uh, politely declined to weigh in. Let me do a really gross and just cheesy plug here. You can hear Joe Buck in the archives of the SI media podcast. Cause he was on two weeks ago, but I don't think you're going to hear Joe Buck comment on this. He's not, he's not throwing a colleague under the bus, but again, you know, John Smoltz not being in an MLB network studio, I think is not really uh, anything that people care about. But, uh, you know, he's in a small, whether you're outside or inside, and I do think if you're outside, it's a, it's a whole different story. But he's in a very small booth with Joe Buck on a week-to-week basis and will be on a day-to-day basis during the playoffs and World Series and all that. So it does seem a little selfish from that standpoint, but who knows. Um the Rachel Nichols story has been beaten to death. I've written about it. We've talked about it on the podcast. I don't want to rehash it at all. The only thing I just want to bring up about it, because you wrote something that I think is interesting. Um, obviously, it came out. Uh, ESPN pulled Rachel from NBA coverage. It's also known she has a year left on her contract. So for most people, they don't understand, okay, she's going to be there for a year, but she's not covering the NBA. You actually wrote, you don't think she'll ever be on ESPN's air again. I just want to make sure you... Stand by that statement. That's how you think this will play. I mean, what else would they do? You know, I thought maybe they'd use her on some long form interviews or something like that. But what do you think happens with Rachel? I think this is uh, I can't remember who wrote it at one point, but, um, you know, gold plated purgatory. I think Andrew Marshan might have wrote that about Michael Smith a few years ago. I think that's what this is. I think there's a lot of um, legal wrangling, legal machinations, like what rights does she have? Um, you know, because of how that tape came about. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I think that, that because of those, those legal um, issues in terms of, you know, what rights to privacy does she have and, and sort of how that tape was disseminated in and out of the company, um, you know, it, it is difficult for ESPN to just cut bait with her. And I think they have to, what, settlement or what the agreement seems to be is, you know, you're not going to be on our air, but we're going to pay you. And, um, you know, and then, you know, at, in 2023, I, I think her contract is up. She, you know, will be free to, you know, test the market. Yeah. Cause I think the interesting question here, at least for me is I'd be, I'd be fascinated to know if Turner called ESPN and Rachel Nichols and Rachel Nichols agent and said, you know, we want Rachel for this season on our NBA coverage. Um, if she'd be able to get out of that ESPN contract, if she, if she would be able to still get paid by ESPN and join Turner and, you know, maybe double day. That's what, because if I'm Rachel Nichols, why, it would, why I understand you're getting the paycheck for a year, but the NBA season starts in, you know, a month, six weeks, whatever it is. Her option is Turner or nothing. If NBA network, I guess she could do that. Well, I think if that was available to her, I think my, I, I don't know, but like, my guess would be like she would jump at any chance to work in some capacity. But as long as she, but she still would want the ASPN money for a year that she's entitled to. That's maybe, you know. maybe at this point though, you'd take the work and right. Like if you're going to work for Turner, you're still getting paid pretty well. And right. maybe you want that work more than you want the ESPN money. Um, well, I would think ESPN would offer her the, even if Turner came and said, we want Rachel to start game one of the NBA season. I think ESPN would let it go. And I think ESPN would probably pay her for the year because they probably would want to avoid Rachel suing them considering she was taped illegally. And then it got out and it was a one way state, I guess, and all that stuff. But that's more of a question for a lawyer, but um, uh, you know, ultimately, yes. I think the reason that they've reached, they've, they've arrived at this place where getting paid and not working is because there are all sorts of, legal issues that, that both sides have to work through. And, um, you know, basically in this, why couldn't they cut bait at, at any point? And I, I think probably because Rachel has rights, you know, labor rights and, and um, you know, certainly. And contracts. Uh, a contract and, and, you know, some sort of labor case to, to say that, you know, I was, you know, I had my rights violated and, you know, and you're going to fire me and not pay me that, that, that would be, um, not easy for ESPN to do. 
Correct. All right, let's move on now to the Bishop Sycamore story. I, like, I, I, I feel it's one of those weird things where everyone's into it and I'm not and I feel left out and I feel like there's something wrong with me. I think it's because the whole concept of ESPN just airing high school football games I'm not really comfortable with. I, I don't know. The whole thing just doesn't sit right with me. So maybe that's part of it. But I think I have a lot of questions here about ESPN's role in all this, which is very interesting. If you don't mind, though, if anyone's out there listening and they don't know the full story, can you give like a one minute summary here of what this story is? And then I'll ask you a bunch of questions. So this is wild, right? So Sunday yeah. you on, on main ESPN, right? Like this is not ESPN. You, this is not ESPN. Plus. This is not ESPN. The Ocho. show. This is, this is main ESPN. Right. And I think that makes a difference here. This is absolutely like primetime ESPN on a Sunday. And they air a football game between two schools, right? I, I think when you talk about sort of, you know, how comfortable you are with this whole idea in general is, is really important because to sit here and, and like, there's definitely, you know, a sham being perpetrated here by the school, Bishop Sycamore, but there's a lot of people who are more than happy to go along with it because they benefit too, right? IMG is barely a real school. Um, you know, they've, they're a made for TV football team you know, that has recruited people from around the country to play high school football and, you know, focus on, on going pro. It's, it's you know, and, and, and regular students come and pay, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to go to school alongside them. It's, it's really strange. And, you know, when we talk about what's a real high school, you know, you can have real questions about whether IMG is a real high school. So this, this team needed a game and a promoter in New Jersey you know, found this team in Ohio that was willing to play. Um, the game starts. It's it's a super weird game. The, the team's barely running plays. You know, they're going backwards on offense. IMG is, you know, going through them like Swiss cheese. And in high school games, like, you, you sometimes get these mismatched games. Um, but the announcers on ESPN uh, said, you know, we're not comfortable with this, is it, right? This is pretty big deal uh they say we're not comfortable they were worried about the safety of these players and you know they say even before this we were concerned right like we we couldn't verify some of the players and their offers and you know we've never seen anything like this and so as, i think as soon as the announcers are sort of like telling viewers that something is wrong here you've got you know a lot of smoke and then as soon as everybody you know reporters you know me people in columbus you know awful announcing has written a ton about this uh, the more you learn about this school, you know, it's not smoke. It's right. It's like a five alarm fire that, that, you know, are they educating students? Are they, are they, do they have a building? Is it online? Um, you know, there's all sorts of legal issues with, you know, the, the people running the school that go back several years. Um, and, you know, by Tuesday, you have the governor of Ohio calling for an investigation into the school. So, I mean, so, so it is a real school. So it is uh, recognized by the state of Ohio as a non-tax, non-charter school. So it's a, it's a fairly uh, obscure designation, um, but they are recognized. And this is a, a recognition that has to get renewed annually. Um, the previous iteration of Bishop Sycamore was another school run by some of the same people had the same designation, I believe, that was eventually revoked by the Department of Education. I'm going to skip to the last question now, though. What, what was the end game here for Bishop Sycamore just to get on ESPN? I mean, what what is yeah, the point they, of right, perpetrating like the, this I, fraud? I interviewed the coach and the guy says, you had never heard of us before this game, right? Now you know yeah, but that, who that's Bishop not good. Sycamore is. Yeah, but it's not good that um, we heard of them now. I think there's another thing, right? I think Awful Announcing ran a, a, an interview with um, a former investigator for the, the Ohio High School State Association who said... Um, there's a travel stipend for this team. And so if you collect the travel stipend for some of these big schools and never pay any of your bills, you know, maybe you can pocket some of that money. But again, that's also a short-sighted thing because at some point, you know, you have to, the, the bills come due, the travel bills come due. Right. So I don't, I don't know how that's a long-term strategy. Um, but, you know, so, so maybe there's like some strange short-term financial and, game. And the coach yeah, got fired. The coach got fired, right? The coach got fired, yeah. Right. So the coach is I, an I idiot. Think, but no, I think, it, I think the end result is like, this is how you 
build become a star team or a star like I'm a coach. Right. I've been on ESPN. I can recruit more players and um, right, but then he got fired. I think I have a if I think I have a real product here, which the coach seems to think that he did before he got fired when I was talking to him. Getting on ESPN is a big deal. And right, it allows you to say, you know, say to new players like we've been on ESPN and and to tell other teams you're trying to schedule like we've played on ESPN. So yeah, it's it's sort of, you know, building the no, you it's uh, not a good thing. You got you, building the stature of the school. No, you you got on ESPN and you got fired because of it because you're an idiot. Like well, it, you, it didn't work. I mean, <laughs> well, uh, I mean, well, I, and I will say this. Tell me if you agree with this statement. If that game is on any other channel, any other network, any other broadcast outlet, this doesn't become a, this got a, this, uh, this had to have become a story because it was on ESPN. Where else would anyone have seen or like how did this even become known? Like who's even listening to that game to hear ESPN's broadcasters say we're not comfortable well, with this? I, I think you're you're right. I think you're totally yeah. right. And and there was a good um, there was a good piece on Defector too, where it was like the crime that Bishop Sycamore committed was not being good enough at football. If they had had a you know moderately competitive football team you know these red flags about what kind of a school it was would never have been raised and so i think you've got to look at right there's two things here there's this school that like convinced everybody it was real and had a football team and had players um you know essentially conned everybody but you know img was more than happy to go along with it uh you know paragon this other marketing company that set up the game was happy to go along with it espn was happy to go along with it you know they they had help in uh perpetrating this because they were a useful um entity you know img needed a game this was the only team that needed to play espn had a time slot to fill and this was the only team that was you know willing to play and go on tv um and so I think it's you got to talk about both things, the, the fraud perpetrated by the school. It looks like a total sham. But but all of these people were more than happy uh, to go along with it because it it served them, too. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. All right, let's get into the ESPN aspect of this because just if, if I'm just going by the article I read that you wrote, before I read the article, I was sort of like, I, I know, I sort of was like, ESPN's probably going to get killed for this. Shit happens. You know, how nefarious were they? How... From reading your article, I think ESPN deserves a big hit here for two reasons. One, which we'll get into after the first point, they're going to try to no comment this and say this was not our deal. This was Paragon or whoever. You can't say no comment and don't blame us if it's on ESPN. But we'll get to that part second. The first part is this. And you did a good job with this in your article. The production people were worried before the game took place they didn't provide, this is Sycamore now, didn't provide the headshots for the graphics, didn't provide any data for the announcers. Everyone involved in that game from the ESPN standpoint who was there, the announcers and the production crew, all had concerns, all were worried, all thought this something shady was going on before kickoff. 
your ESPN, ESPN is way bigger than Sycamore Bishop. They're way bigger than high school football. They could have easily said, we're not doing this. Yeah. So I don't know how high they went. Did they get to senior executives or, you know, like how close it were, you know, right. you know, did it get to like the, the most senior people at the network? I, I doubt it, but the, people involved with the production and then who were getting ready for this game, you know, we're definitely like something is wrong here. We're worried about like, what's, you know, we can't find the school. I, I just um, want to interrupt to say one thing, because you said before the coach and the school, all they want to do is get on ESPN. And then nobody from that school showed up to the production meeting, which was also in your article. I mean, yes. I- <laughs> no, there was real, like there was real concern both about like what the safety was going to look like about how competitive the game was going to be. But there were a lot of red flags, um, you know, that, that people who were going to put this game on had. I don't think they realized, like, you know, potentially how bad it was going to get or how big it was going to get. But there were there was some real concerns about what was going to happen, you know, when this game started. Do you know, because I think it takes I give credit and I think it takes a lot of guts for the people in the booth. I know Anish Shroff was the play-by-play person. I don't know who the analyst was. I'm I'm sorry. But I think they deserve a lot of credit for calling it out in real time. Because, again, I don't think ESPN looks good here at all. And I don't know if they maybe were nervous. But, you know, in, in basically saying this should not be going on right now. But I give them credit. Do you know if there was any blowback for them for doing that? Blowback on uh, them? That I'm not sure. But I, I think you're right. I think they handled it probably as best they could, right? I think that, you know, uh, you know, I've actually seen right on Twitter, there were people wondering, like, how, why didn't they say anything at the top of the broadcast? And I, I don't think you can really do that, you know, because there is, you know, a slight non-zero chance that, you know, the game does happen and, you know, there's no disaster and you can't really set that up. But but they did as soon as the game, right, by the second quarter, it's second 30 quarter, to nothing yeah. and they're saying, you know, we've got real concerns here. I, I think there's probably some version of that booth where you've got people there just saying, just calling the game straight. Um, and, and at least they've sort of told the viewers the truth and, and, and said, you know, we're not sure about the players. We're not sure about the offers. Um, and, and talked about the safety of the players too. Um, and I don't, I don't think it was a given that the broadcast booth would do that. Should I mean, I'm not asking this as a criticism. I ask because I'm legitimately asking. I mean, is it bad that nobody at ESPN behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, on air, not on air, nobody knew the school play two days before, correct? I think ESPN didn't know. I, the, the, the others, the, the marketing company that set up the game for ESPN didn't know, right? This company, Paragon, based out of Chicago, their president, CEO, you know, said to me and others, if we had known they played a game on Friday, uh, we certainly would have canceled the game on Sunday. And so, like, there's a couple things here, right? Like, none of these people are looking around and thinking that somebody would have the audacity to do this, right? Like, right, to play right. a game on Friday, to play a game on Sunday, to, you know, attempt to schedule games when, you know, there may or may not be a school connected, you know, to the football team, right? So this is, I talked to the one coach in the D.C. area who had a game scheduled with the school and then canceled it. And it was like, it's not really something that, you know, enters your mind that somebody's calling me up to play a high school football game and they might not be a school, right? So on one level, like who is looking for that? Um, On another level, like how do you not do some background research at some point uh, when you're putting together this game? Like, and the reason you don't do the background research is because they desperately needed a team to play this game. They desperately, IMG needed to fill the schedule and ESPN needed a game on TV Paragon needed to, you know, be the broker for ESPN. And so when there was one school, like in the entirety of the United States that was willing to play this game, they were, you know, more than happy to, I think, overlook some things or not to look into some things because, you know, the game and the schedule needed to march on. Yeah. And I want to be clear. The main culprit here is the school and the coach. I mean, they, they caused this mess. But and I, and I don't want this to be a, a bash ESPN thing because I, I, I think they will legitimately do. But you used a phrase earlier, and I think it's important here. Red flags. There should have been enough red flags with this game. It, for me, it seems like, based on my reading 
of your story and, and seeing stuff like it really should not have kicked off this game. Yeah, probably. On, you, I would say yeah. probably more than ESPN, IMG, the school that right. scheduled the right. game, like a, right. is, is probably, you know, more culpable here um, than ESPN. I would say like a couple of years ago, they had to cancel a game with the same group of people because uh, the school was shut down. That school was shut down by the Board of Education in Ohio. Um and I, I think the athletic reported that there were some issues with the game, they, with another game that they played uh, against the school. And, and so when you talk about red flags, I think there were more red flags for IMG that, that were like very clearly aware that they, they knew um, than, than even Paragon or, or ESPN who, who should have done more due diligence, but, but IMG having to cancel a game just a couple of years ago with the same group of people uh, seems, you know, wild to me. And where do we, do we know, do you know, what do the kids think? What do the parents think about this whole mess? I think that's probably like, like, I think there's a part of me or part of maybe for other people that wants to sort of think this is funny, uh, right? Like a, a, a school that like may or may not exist, like fooled all these people and got on national TV and there's this, you know, scandal and, and, and there's an aspect of it that's like, you know, that you kind of want to laugh at and go, you know, wow, this is, you know, on one level, it's funny, but it just, you can't do that because there's real kids who went to the school who, who were, Right. Like I think complex did a, an interview with somebody who alleged that they were stealing food to eat. And I talked to, um, you know, a school that that Bishop Sycamore tried to partner with and then had to hire a lawyer because they were trying to place kids who had become who had been evicted from where uh, the school Bishop Sycamore was was putting them up. And, and they were going to be homeless if this other school didn't try to find homes for them. And so. Uh, it's yeah. not a victimless crime here. There are real students and real, you know, teenagers who went to this school um, who, you know, have spoken out and, and who have had real problems. And so I think, you know, on one level, there's, you know, how did they get on TV and, and whose fault is it? And um, that part is, is a little bit funny, but like you have real lives at stake here. And, and that part is really tragic. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why maybe I couldn't really get into the stories because I didn't find it funny um, at all because these are high school kids. But that's just me. Uh, and the parents, uh, what about the parents of these kids? Are they pissed at the school? Are they pissed at the coach? Are they pissed at IMG? Um, I, mean, uh, I, I haven't not, spoken to any parents. Paragon. I think that, you know, I, I believe that there was a press conference that the, the players and the coach did on Monday in Columbus and there were some local reporters there. And, and at that point they were saying, you know, we don't care what ESPN says and, you know, we have real offers. And um, it seems like there's going to, you've seen, you know, school after school cancel with Bishop Sycamore. Um, and I'm sure I imagine that, that some of those players, that's another blow to them, right? Cause some of them probably wanted to play football regardless of, you know, what the educational component was. I think, people were probably recruited there and went there thinking they'd have this shot to play football. And so now that's been taken away from them also. And so it's just like one, you know, one thing after the next and the loser on every, every front is, is these teenagers who, you know, thought they were going to school or, or thought they'd have a football career or whatever it was that they were told, um, you know, they're, they're just on the, you know, the losing end of all of this. So just to put a bow on it, wrap it up, where does it stand today? Like, is this team playing this weekend? I know the coach was fired. The coach was fired. Uh, the USA Today reported that. Um, their game on Friday is canceled. Um, there was going to play a school from Pennsylvania. They're not going to play that game. Um, I think a number of other schools have canceled too. So I, it seems, you know, fairly unlikely that they're going to play another game. Crazy. And, he, uh, you know, I guess ESPN will tighten up their sort of, you know, how they partner up with companies for these high school games, I would hope. I'm sure anybody who is uh, going to play a high school football game on TV is going to get uh, fairly rigorous scrutiny uh, next week versus what they would have gotten. Like I said, I don't. But I, I like I don't know, like how many like 
schools there are like this, right? Like that are trying that like maybe don't exist that are trying to get on TV. I think it's a bit, I think it's like, I don't, I don't know like how often this would happen again, you know, like it's, right. it's really sort of like a wild, you know, confluence of events or, you know, Again, I, I, I'm fascinated by how it started. Like somebody was home Sunday afternoon watching this high school team on ESPN. Like why? <laughs> watching that game. And I mean, yeah, like and on a Sunday like afternoon in the summer. Why? Played recently. And yeah. I think people there were some there were some people locally in Columbus. Well, that makes that sense. Were pretty uh, that, that were aware of this team and it had asked a lot of questions before, you know, they were on TV. And so I yeah. think I think that's where some of the original scrutiny started is that you, you did have people in Columbus who were aware of the people running this and had, you know, there were a number of stories about the school that predated them about, you know, how they were. uh, Again, I don't, I don't want to put it, I don't want to put it on ESPN, but man, it does seem like one disaster after another over there these days. It really does. Like there's not a, a couple of weeks that goes by where there's not some sort of insanity at ESPN. Their uh, their PR staff is busy these days. Yes, they're lucky college football starting because I think that's what they do best is college. They have great college football announcers. They show all the games. Game day is great. So at least they have that going for them right now. With with uh, they had a nice send off for starting. Jackie McMullen on around yeah. the corner yesterday. Yes. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on and uh, giving me the lowdown on this story. And um, just hard to hard to believe uh, your article. I, I, I there were points I was reading it, and I'm just like, what What am I reading? What is going on here? My God! But and you know, it's amazing. The coach we just wanted to get on ESPN. Well, you did. <laughs> you got on ESPN. So, yeah. and now he's getting investigated by the state of Ohio. There you go. All right, Ben. Thank you. I appreciate it. Catch him, Washington Post. Ben Strauss. Thanks for coming on. Always a pleasure, Jimmy. All right. Be well. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. All right, joining me now for our weekly get-together for Train of Thoughts from SNY and WFAN in New York. He's been on in mornings all week on WFAN, which has been enjoyable, Sal Licata. Sal, how are you? Great. Thank you again for having me. It has been enjoyable to be on in the mornings. However, I mean, getting up at 4 a.m. is not something that I don't know if I could ever get used to. As soon as we're done, I'm going to take a nap. But you did get lucky because you're, for people who don't know, Sal's a diehard Mets fan. And Sal is also a little bit unhinged when it comes to rooting for the Mets. (laughs) And you get to be on morning drive in New York when all hell breaks loose. That had to be great for you. The thumbs down. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. look, it's it's comical. The fact that the Mets again become a national story for all the wrong reasons, this time booing their fans. I actually had a caller two days ago, what was it, Tuesday, call me and say that it's my fault because of the videos and negativity that I put out there, whether it's on the radio or TV or social media. It's my fault. The players are booing me. It's people like me that are the that are the problem, as if I have anything to do with it. I mean, this is what <clears> you get. Come on now. I'm sure the Met players are all over your Instagram feed. 
Oh yeah, right, right. There, I do know they watch SMY because I've heard some stuff from players who used to be with the team, and then they right. would get on me. Or I've heard you know, a, year, a couple of years ago somebody would say, "Hey, Sal, any, anybody that'll go cover the team, they come back." But hey, Sal, Todd Frazier is looking for you. He's saying, "Where's that guy? We get him out here." So I was like, "Oh God." I mean, these guys, really, a- that's what they're doing, watching me on sports night. Go play, will you? Go worry about the, Did- putting the baseball and play for once. Was there a confrontation with Todd Frazier? No, I never went out there, although I would have. I had him on my radio show once, too, and I was like, hey, Todd, what, you know, what are the expectations? I go, you know, hit like 250, uh, 30, and 100. I, and I didn't realize at the time he meant maybe over the course of the, his contract, which is two or three years, which he didn't even do, by the way, but he certainly didn't do it in year yeah. one. But anyway, no, I had no, I never went and met him uh, in, the, in the clubhouse there. I stay away from that stuff. That's not, I don't <laughs> want to do that. I don't care to do that. Well, just as an outside observer, I love the anarchy this week. I yeah, of course really you amazing. do. Yeah, yeah, of course. The Yankees go on a great winning streak, and the Mets are a laughing stock again. Although mm. at this the Yankee point, streak apologize. was a mirage. Yeah, well, I mean, they did win thirteen straight. You're not happy with that? Well, yeah, but they. The, this is the problem with the Yankees, and no one really cares. But I'll just say this quickly: this is the problem with the Yankees. It's been set up for twenty years, like World Series or bust. World right. Series or bust. This team will be lucky to win a playoff series. Yeah. They're not winning a World Series. They're not going to a World Series. So, yeah, 13 in a row is nice. But <clears throat> at the end of the day, the season's going to end how it's always been ending. So You had your yeah. you know world championships there in the 90s, and, and that's in 2000, obviously, against the Mets. One more for good measure in 2009, and then that's been it. So, right. but nothing will ever replace you know the 96 to 2000 run. Like you know, I was watching the highlight real quick before we move on. I was watching a highlight <laughs> today somehow on Twitter. It scrolled across it, the Mattingly Homer in the 95 postseason, and even I, as someone who grew up you know a Met fan in the 80s, I liked Mattingly, but whatever. It was always Keith Hernandez, and I hated the Yankees in their dynasty. But that Mattingly home run. That is one of the great moments in New York sports. That I just, is, I, I've written this before in Train of Thoughts. That is my all-time favorite call in the history of sports. It's oh. Gary Thorne, and he screams, hang on to the roof <laughs> as the ball is flying out of Yankee Stadium off the bat of Donald Arthur Mattingly. It Incredible. Was the best. Perfect yeah. swing, perfect moment, crowd going absolutely nuts, complete bedlam. Oh, it was an awesome moment. Now, while the Mets were were a disaster this week off the field, um, I want to get into this train of thoughts topic right here. On the complete opposite end of this spectrum, I thought, I wrote this, the J.R. Smith going back to college and basically tweeting his experience and his classes is one of the greatest things I've ever seen for for multiple reasons. I mean, here you have a 35-year-old, I looked it up, he's worth $35 million, does not need to be doing this. Um Looking to better himself. Yeah, looking to better himself, looking to, um, you know, get that education. And then on top of it, providing us with like hilarious commentary. And if you didn't know this was an NBA player, it could be any college student. You know, he's tweeting about joining a frat. He's tweeting about, you know, doing poor, taking notes poorly, uh, you know, the cafeteria. I started following him and I can't get enough. It's been very enjoyable. Are you into are you getting into this story as well? Uh, a little bit from the outside, not to the point where I'm following him yet, but I'll see either your tweets or somebody else. And I do think the story is fascinating. And I'll tell you, it would be something that I would do if I were rich and retired from the NBA and I had nothing better. to do. Yeah, you know what? Go back to school. Check it out. Uh, what could happen? I'm curious, though, about his eligibility. Would he be able to play basketball? Well, his whole he- reason for doing this is to play golf. Right. But but my I don't point know. Is- I don't know about the basketball, but he's doing this so he can join right, the NC North Carolina AT&T golf team. Yeah. Which I think is great. I think it's cool. And legally, if they have the eligibility, but if he has the eligibility for golf, couldn't it be for bad? Not that he wants to go play basketball. I'm sure there again, must wouldn't. be rules about that because this would have been done before. Yeah. Well, right. That's probably true, too. But the whole thing is it's like Billy Madison, but but with J.R. Smith and in college. Right. Well, like or back, back back to school with Rondé Dangerfield is it better? Have you seen that oh, movie? Oh, right. Yes, I have. Uh, you're uh, dating yourself a little bit, and maybe I Oh, everyone too. knows I'm 500 years old. <laughs> <clears throat> speaking of movies, speaking of movies, train of thoughts topic here number three after the Mets and J.S. Smith. Uh, I saw yesterday they're going to make a movie. I don't know who or where it's going to air, but there's going to be a movie made about Dennis Rodman's 48 hours in Vegas during the NBA finals when he left the Bulls and needed to clear his head by heading to Vegas. I cannot wait for that movie. (laughs) 
I mean, a real movie or like a Netflix documentary? I can watch it. No, I think it's going to be a movie. Oh, what with, without Rodman telling the story? Somebody's going to be portraying. <laughs> well, no, Rodman? he might be telling the story. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I Listen, mean, when I, a movie, I'm into the documentary. I'm into him telling stories or firsthand accounts of it from other people who were there. A movie means somebody portraying him right. or acting <clears> in it. That I would not have much interest in. I don't. Think. I will look. I would be into both. I would be into a documentary about his 48 hours in Vegas, and I'd be into a regular movie. Here, I don't like sports movies. Sports movies to me are hokey bullshit. So really? this at least. Like none of them. You don't have one or two. Yeah, I like I like Major League. Rudy? I like remember Rudy. I mean the ultimate in hokiness. Just you know, <laughs> I, I I got it. An underdog's gonna come through. Thank you. There's every sports movie. An underdog comes through. Okay, got it. Thanks. Uh, wow. Um, yeah, they're just they're all terrible. I'll give you my all time favorite sports movie. Varsity Blues. Oh yeah, James, I remember James that. Vanderbeek. I don't want your life. That is my favorite. Everything else, you know what's going to happen. Oh, the team with no you know, players is going to beat the team with all this stuff. Okay. You know, you've mentioned Varsity Blues. You know which one I used to love, uh, too? Blue Chips when I was young and went to go see that. But more so the program, which I thought was an excellent I that was loved good. the program. Yeah, that was good. But yeah. yeah, all this field of dreams and Hoosiers and Rudy. They, they oh are. I like God. them, but they are cheesy. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the Rodman thing, I will watch that, whether it's a movie, whether it's a documentary, <laughs> Dennis Rodman, the 48 hours in Vegas, because that was a great part of the uh, the last dance there. So right. But but it was because of who was telling the stories. Right. To me, that's what it was. I don't know if I needed that you know, necessarily acted out. Now, have you read like Rodman's got a bunch of books, right? Or at least one. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's called I Should Be Dead By Now. I have it, but I haven't read it. Um but have you read any of his stuff? Like, are you that interested in Robin or just that particular story? That's it? <laughs> just that story. No, yeah, no. I don't really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know you're a big um, reader and, you know, things like no, that. No, no, no. Just that's Rodman, 48 hours in Vegas. The Bulls are pissed off. The NBA finals are going on. He's doing, you know, God knows. You know, I think Carmen Electra is in the mix like that. That I'll be there. Well, if you give me Carmen Electra and Dennis Rodman sitting down explaining to it, even if they want to act it out, I'm fine with that. As long right. as those two are actually in whatever it is that's going to be airing, I'll watch it. All right. I'll watch either one. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Now, speaking of movies, we're going to go on to another train of thoughts topic here. There was a tweet from someone, I, I forgot who, I apologize, a few days ago on Twitter saying, give me three movies, since we're on this movie theme, give me three movies you haven't seen, but you should have seen or that everyone thinks you should see that you have never seen. Okay. So my three were Star Wars, Saving Private Ryan, and Fight Club. Okay. First things first. Out of those three, have you seen all three? Or which ones have you seen or not seen? I've definitely seen Star Wars. I have not seen Fight Club, and I'm pretty sure I saw Saving Private Ryan. I like how you're. How could you be pretty sure you saw Saving? I get like, it. You know, it's, I get those war movies mixed up. Uh, you know, I might have seen parts of it, 
Well, point is, I guess I didn't love it as much as everybody else did. So what who, was who interesting was in about Who's, it? Who started that one? Uh, you ever hear a guy called Tom Hanks? Yeah, well, I got it mixed up with then a recent one. Maybe I haven't seen that. I probably well, have come I, across it on cable and not watched it. So when I reveal that those, I've never seen any of those three movies, the one I got the most shit for by far was Saving Private Ryan. Oh, how can you not have seen that? The greatest first 20 minutes of any movie ever. What's wrong with really? it? I just have no interest. Like zero. In fact, someone from the movie company reached out to me and was like, I'll send you a copy. And I'm like, I have no interest. <laughs> I, I, there's, there, the, I, there is zero chance of me sitting down watching Saving Private Ryan. For but now are you just not into those type movies or is not that into, one? Here's what I like. I like a comedy. Right. Or I like a drama that's sort of like relatable dialogue. Like I, I, I am not going to war, and I've never been to a war. I respect what everyone has done who have, has done, mm-hmm. but I have it. So for me, it's not a relatable thing. So I don't. I, I'm into like, give me something I can. You know, like when I say I'm into dramas, I mean, I'm not into guns and bombs and blow this up and shoot this. I'm not into any of that. Can I, I say? Can I- Go ahead, go ahead. Let me tell you, one of the great experiences that I've had with a friend in my life was when you and I went to see Bridesmaids. And right. I mean, I anytime that movie's on, and it's always on TV, I always think back to you and I going to see it in the theater to a point where we were uncontrollably laughing right. at certain scenes in that movie. It was movie. Melissa McCarthy. Oh, Melissa my McCarthy. God. I hit yeah. a, a bomb yeah. in Dougie's carry-off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're going to fuck him up. That was the line that had me in. T- I almost had to leave the oh theater. God. The way she I said that dying. line. I'm yes, with that you line as far as comedies go. I love that. But <laughs> I have evolved over the years. Like I like watching. Oh, I, I have about not. This on the morning show. I like watching foreign films. I like watching different. I don't want to do horrors. That's it. Anything outside of that. I'm yeah, I don't okay. do that either. Um, here's <laughs> the point. Here's to the. Here's how much I have not evolved. Here's how much I've not evolved. I still text message my friend Gennaro, who you know, every single time American Pie is on TV and I come across it. Uh, That's how much I've not evolved. But when I say I'm into, I don't want, because I know Saving Private Ryan is a drama and I said I'm into dramas. I'm into like character driven sort of drama. I mean, maybe that, but... I don't I'm know. not sure what the I'm not explaining it well. I'm, I'm, let me think of a drama, you know, like a Shawshank Redemption. Oh, right, right. I got you. Perfect. That's a great movie. Right. You've right, seen Good Will me, Hunting, I'm assuming, right? Yes, love Good Will Hunting. Ha, now, love you it. see, let me just throw this out. Have you seen yeah. Jaws? No. Okay. Please, please, no. next time you have Dog on, Mad Dog Chris oh, Russo, okay. yeah. you, ha- you have to, he will, he will go on for 25 minutes berating you. For your lack of yeah. movie intake, Jaws in particular, because you used to get on me for that. But that's a great topic to do with him. Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't want to jinx myself. There's no chance in my life that I'm going to get eaten by a shark. So I have no interest <laughs> in watching that movie. I like something I can relate to in some way, shape or form. Um, uh, that's great. So wait, so give me three movies that, you know, here's you're now supposed to have for, seen in your life, but you have not seen. It's hard because don't I didn't do know, the explanation. Just no, no, yeah. I did, but I didn't know what list to go off of. So I looked up a couple of, oh, you had to have seen this big Lebowski. I've never seen. I'm assuming okay. that's one that other people. That'll you get know. you a lot of shit, but go ahead. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite. That's not a, you have. Uh, that's not a must. I, All that, right. That, that, and then I'm going to give you two more. Yeah. Pulp Fiction Reservoir Dogs. Those I know are like people. I don't think Reservoir Dogs is something like you have. I'm. T- we're talking about like top, like a like a Goodfellas. Well, Pulp like Fiction's got to be up there. I mean, I yeah. I've but seen- I, that's another weird movie. I mean, I liked it, but it's a weird movie. It's uh, you know. But you're saying that people would say, "How could you not have seen that?" I, I think that that's. I mean, you got to give me some examples. But I looked at some of the. Li- I had to have some no. kind of list to go off of. Anything after 1980, I'd say I've. If it were a top movie, I'd probably have gone back and watched if I didn't see it at the time. Right, so let me, let me see if I have it right here. Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Big Lebowski, Napoleon Dynamite. That's an interesting one. Those I'll, I'll be curious what people say. Ones, yeah. Yeah, Those are just I'd some be, popular ones that I didn't think that uh, you know people would get on me. How could you not have seen that? You know? I'll be curious about what people say when if, if people hear this and they react. I'll be now, have you curious. seen those? You've seen any of those? I saw Pulp Fiction. I saw Napoleon Dynamite. I did not see Reservoir Dogs, and I've seen The Big Lebowski. Okay, how so should I watch that Big Lebowski? Yeah, you that, should. Okay, yeah, they're always referenced. That's to me was why I don't like to give people movie advice unless it's like a sl- because you know everyone's different. Like, you know, 
people would say to me, oh, you've got to go see blah, blah, blah. And it's like, all right. You know, <laughs> my taste is not going to be what you, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm going to move on to a different topic here on Train of Thoughts. I don't want to get into a whole thing about it, but I feel like it needs to be said just because I said this a month or two ago that the sports world is going to be dominated when football starts by stories about who's vaccinated, who's not vaccinated. It may not have been to the extreme I thought, but just as an example today, September 1st, every story is about you've got, you know, the Belichick coming out saying stuff about the Cam Newton with the vaccine, the Jaguars and Urban Meyer's in trouble because he said the vaccine There's a story where MLB Network, Al Leiter and John Smoltz are not on the air because, you know, sports fans already had this whole thing where, like, you know, they don't want social justice or politics involved in sports. This is even more annoying because, and I know people are going to get, like, if you would just get the vaccines, we could avoid all of these conversations. But I'm telling you now. It is going to be a factor during the NFL season. I feel like people are burying their hands with the same. There are going to be players, big name players who miss games. I'm not saying there'll be the forfeits that could, but mm-hmm. there are going to be players who miss games because of this. I don't know. Th- like th- this, I don't want another season dominated by COVID, but I think you're going to have this again. I can't take anything anymore with COVID. I just, I mean, we've all had our fill beyond. I, I thought it was going to be over in a few weeks back in March of 2020. Here we are talking about it again as we're getting closer and closer to 2022 somehow. So, but but Belichick's comment, for example, I mean, you're saying it's going to affect the league, right? Well, to his point, just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean you're not going to get it. And if you well, get but it, that, no, but no, here's why that's stupid. The, in the NFL, the players who have gotten COVID, it's been seven times more players unvaccinated than vaccinated. Seven. Not like, oh, it's only three more. No, seven times the players who have gotten COVID in the NFL during this preseason. Well, what, where were we at percentage-wise? Because I thought we were really high in the NFL. Wasn't like I don't many- know. The, but, the, but what I want to stay on track with is like, be pre- like, you're a Falcons fan. You may have a Sunday where Matt Ryan doesn't play because he has COVID. Well, like, they are, by the way, they are 100%. Oh, they're 100%. Yeah. That's true. FYI. Right. I mean, it's the only right. thing they could do well is actually get vaccinated, which seems to be nice. 100% right. at something. There it That's is. a bad example, but... Well, but I'm gonna I get fact, the point. I'm going to factor that in when I bet the Falcons over. <laughs> they're, they're 100% vaccinated. We're going to do that. No, I, I know what you're saying. It's good. I just, my thing is, and, and whatever, whatever side you're on of this, and I hate even, it's it's really ridiculous. But if you can still get it while you're vaccinated, then, I, and I know the symptoms aren't going to be as significant. And I understand that it would be better right. for everybody if, if most people got vaccinated. But if you... Even if you're vaccinated and you get it, you're still going to be it's going to be impacted in the game week to week or whatever in the season. Right. right. But again, though, seven times more players who are unvaccinated are getting it. But the league, I thought I saw they were like 90 or 93 percent, which is an yeah. incredibly high. I number. agree. I that, can't yeah. imagine baseball or any other sport being that close. I agree. Well, baseball is a mess. What right? did I you see? Would... I saw. Actually, you know where I heard this? I so Chris Russo, who you mentioned, who was on the pod a few weeks ago, who Sal used to be a producer. Oh, I forgot for. you had him on just a few weeks back. That's yeah, right. Yeah. I know he was supposed to, and then he, he, he had it. He did his Sirius XM show Monday from the US Open and was talking to someone who works at the US Open. And that's how much I love dog. I was actually listening to that for some reason. And only like forty percent of the male tennis players at the US Open are vaccinated. Forty percent? Meanwhile, on top of that, this is what makes it absurd. If you want to go to the U.S. Open outdoor stadium, you have 100%. to be vaccinated. Right. Exactly. I and that's why there were massive lines out there. I read about it. Right. Look, it's bizarre. Yeah. Let's move on to a last topic here for train of thoughts. Next week, when we do this, we will give you some NFL over-unders because Sal and I are degenerates. No, I can I tell you some wait. good gambling stories about Sal. <laughs> Check my Twitter for last night. I asked Sal if he's going to... Well, uh, will you, here's my question for you. Will you bet any college football games this Saturday or this weekend? Um, Probably not. Now, again, you're not factoring in. You've known me since before I was engaged, before I was married, before I just had a baby. Single Sal sitting home on a Saturday afternoon for college football. Absolutely. I'd be betting, watching the games, ordering food. However, I have to reserve that for Sundays now because I can't do both. Okay, a couple of things. 
There are many married men with children who still bet. Number one, <laughs> it can be done. I just have you like scouted the board. Have you looked at the lines? Not even seen? once. As a matter okay. of fact, when you texted me last night, I was like, oh, here we go again with the college football pool, which, by the way, is a great pool and it keeps me into it. All but right. it's just it's a lot of work trying to scout the game, scout the board, figure out the lines, which way you want to go. So, no, I have not. What are no. the big games? We have big games. Well, I just wanted to, Alabama is somehow only giving 19 and a half points at Miami. And everyone I know loves Miami's quarterback. I will put nine million dollars in that game. And when I lose it, people on the pod can, listening can send me tweets making fun of me. But Alabama minus only minus 19 and a half. I'm going to bet it now because I don't want it to go up. <clears throat> I'll tell people quickly. The college football pool that we do at Sal, my buddy Diesel organizes it. We've done it for years. The way it works, if anyone wants to copy this or if you're listening. Um, you pick five games each week with the spread or the over under five games and you make one of the, you designate one game as a best bet. And we do it by month, September, every, the pool is starts and ends for a month. So we have, we do it in September, October, November, and whoever has the most wins at the end of the month, everyone pays that person 50 bucks. So the most you can lose is one fifty. And what's good is, to your point, even if you're having a rough start, it resets in October. So you can right. be out of it in September, but then everybody's on, as opposed to just continuing to build up and build right. up. So I texted Sal last night and said, I'm talking to my buzzy, buddy Diesel about the pool. We, are you still in? He writes back, probably can't do it. And <laughs> one minute later says, I'm in. <laughs> one minute. literally. If you go to my Twitter, you can see the screen. One minute it took him. Because it when, is fun when to you, do. When you're a gambler, you're a gambler. I know. I'm thinking because you know what's going to happen, and this is a problem that I'm sure everybody goes through during football season. So now I got this pool that I'm in. I'm already in two fantasy leagues, and people ask me to do that. I got a pick and pool that I'm in, probably one or two of those. Then you get the knockout pools. It's not only money going out in September that, especially when you're married with kids. I mean, I, you know, you get, and me, you know me, I could be reckless at times. I will admit I have gotten carried away, which is an issue. It's not like I could do things in moderation. So now it's not like, oh, yeah, 50 bucks, right? No big deal. I'm not moderate in anything that I do. So I have the college football pool, all the fantasy stuff, all the it adds up, and I'm going nuts on a Saturday or a Sunday. There's a lot to dig into here in what you said. I love the, um, um, wait, what did you say right before you said in moderation? Oh, shit. You used the word. I can't remember now. I got distracted. But you said you had a great sentence about yourself. Uh, you said, I, I don't, don't know, but you can't do moderation, but. You've had issues. I don't know. Um, if you don't want to get into any gambling problems, just don't bet the NBA. That's where you get in trouble. You gave me that advice this, years ago after a, yeah. I suffered a few bad beats, and you were right. You cannot. And I've been. I've since passed that on. Do not bet the NBA. Whatever you do, you can't do right. it. The pool is fine, though. Do the pool. Um, Harmless. I, it is. Before it is we fun. before we wrap up, uh, I I've been told I. I you know, it really helps if people can leave reviews on Apple. And I don't even know if anyone's still listening to the pod at this point. But if <laughs> anyone can really re leave a review on Apple, I'm going to start reading them during the train of thought segment. Because I want creative reviews, too. I mean, give me the five stars. Don't give me one star. Give me five stars. But if you want to write something amusing, I will be able to read it on the air here. Now, I'm going to read you a couple I've gotten recently. And we'll get you to react just if you think this person was good or creative or whatever. Um, we got a review... On August 29th, the person didn't leave a real name. It just says SXHXMX. So who knows what that means? But he wrote, hi, Jimmy. Podcast is on fire, just like your Yankees. Great guest. Was awesome to have Burleson on. Also, Miller was great and ordered his books on SNL and ESPN. Hopefully, Chuck is listening and we'll hear him in the near future. So what that's in reference to is I've been trying to get Barkley. He won't come on. Last week, we had Nate Burleson and Jim Miller. And this guy is like buying books. So... If you're nice enough to buy a book and spend money, I'm asking you to leave a free review. I think you could do that. So that was a nice review. Yeah, I like that one. And I saw you try. I didn't know you were trying to get Barclay. I saw you helpfully try to get The Rock again as you're tweeting. Well, out that's I mean, that's not. Yeah. Uh, and then we got a review here from MPEL 13 from August 27th. Titles it Jimmy Trainer. So I appreciate the Chris Russo reference because right. You've been on a roll with good guests, and I think the new Nate Burleson episode was one of your best. More like these and less Andrew Marshan. Now, there's no... See, don't be rude to my guests in the review. That's yeah, not nice. That's a And Andrew one. always is a great guest. And he's coming on quite a bit, taking his time yeah, to do so. so. When you so when you leave the reviews, be nice to the guests, please. All right, one more. 
Stason Metcalf, August 20th. Jimmy T is the man. Long Island accent and attitude works very well. Good guess, good conversation, a behind-the-curtain look at the media world. Could do, with the, could do without the WWE stuff, but it's okay. Even for someone who has very little interest in that stuff, at least it's not MMA. Anyway, great work. Keep going. couple of things. I will never cover MMA here, so you don't have to worry about that. The number, I get two criticisms for the pod, three criticisms for the podcast. One, I interrupt my guests, but that's because I'm trying to do a conversation, not Q&A, fine. Two, no one cares about your politics or if you hate Trump, fine. That's over and done with, so I don't care. And then three, the WWE stuff. But I'm always going to do it. I'm, yeah, you know. it's weird because you know there there is a, a large fan base, obviously, but it's one of those things that I guess you either love it or you don't want to have anything to do with it and just don't comprehend right. it uh, as an adult who doesn't pay attention to it. So the guy likes uh, it mostly. I usually get criticized for the. I, you have a worse Long Island accent than me, though. I must. Um, say. I mean, we're both New York guys. What do you I want to say? You, you're trying I, to do a national podcast. At least I do New York radio. I told him, get me <laughs> off this national show. I'm not a national guy. They've been doing these CBS sports shows. Come on, imagine me going over an hour. Alabama. I got to read this review from Malone 37, August 13th. Easy five star rating. I listen to the pie just because you have the best opening music. Your opening theme music is my jam. I mean, I'd like you to listen to the pod because you're. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, train of thoughts with you and Sal is a hit. Love that part of the pod. So that's nice. I hope you're into more than just the music. And uh, we're glad you like Sal. I think the One appealing more. part is you. I mean, we're friends, so they're just hearing people who listen hear friends. I've got yeah, but if they think from, we're assholes, they're not going to be into it. Well, well, we're not. I mean, you might be well, sometimes. You Twitter, you're a Twitter asshole. I mean, <laughs> as I told you before, Sal, is, Sal gets mad because I don't follow nine million people on Twitter. So he you're, thinks I'm a you're Twitter rude right. if somebody follows you at a. Oh. You think I want to follow the people I'm following? I work with some of the people. I have, you have to add a courtesy in the business. Yeah, you, you don't care. I respect no, I don't. that. I'll follow who I want. Thank you. <laughs> Here's a review from Albany resident, August 12th. As a weekly listener, I think the pod is great, particularly when Marsha and Oran are on. So see, that's the thing. This guy doesn't like Marsha and this guy. And uh, great pod, particularly when Marsha and Oran are on and other fun guests like Mad Dog, I, Neil, Kyle Brandt. The conversations are loose and fun, and the Sal segment is a good addition. Also love the pop culture talk, ditch the wrestling. <laughs> God damn it. We're not ditching the wrestling, but I'm glad you guys like Sal. Here's what you have to know. You're not going to make everybody happy. And I'm learning that the hard way. You try to, I mean, you try to please people, especially in this business, or you want everybody to listen. In your mind, you're thinking, how can anybody not like me? Like, what's what's the problem? We're just having fun. Oh, no, I I, I expect, I'm shocked when people do like me. (laughs) Opposite. (laughs) Right. I probably should have that way, but I'm like, how can they not like me? Like, so Here's a review. Pete from Fairfax. Jimmy's a straight shooter, never pulls a punch. Love the, love the wrestling and sports media mix and don't hate the new york focus even though i'm a dc guy add horse racing and this would be the pod best pod ever and i know you're a horse i can't get into the horses i like it i I can't get into it i I mean i I don't know enough to talk about i enjoy going to the horse race in saratoga and things like that but i couldn't break it down for you yeah so those are those are some of the latest reviews at least you get and, reviews. That's a good thing. Negative or well, positive. Well, here's the thing. I will say this. All the reviews that have come in lately have been pretty good and have been five stars. But, um, you know, there's a lot of one-star reviews on there from Trump people who don't like me, you know. Oh. You know, I, I got a review. you to stay like, away from that political stuff. Yeah, but I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. I guess. Well, here's like, you know, I got someone, a review from March telling me like Fauci lied. I get, oh, know, God. There's, there's a review here. Trump 2024. That's the entire review. So, you know, you can't I don't do, want to listen to. Listen. If you get it, I mean, if you want to make people happy, you cannot do guarantee. Well, I can do it. No, no. Here's the thing. If I have something to say about something and I want to say it, I will say it. I don't care what the topic is, whether it's right. sports, media, wrestling, politics. That's fair. It's that just what politics. If you don't like it. Don't listen. It's, you're automatically pissing off half the people. So I think I've eliminated that half already over the four years that took place. So now we've got the good, sane, rational people that I want. That's how it works. All right, Sal, this was good. Yeah. It's September 1st. We're taping this. The worst two months of the year are over. Football is here. This is the good time. Everyone should be happy. Football is here. College this Saturday. Sal's going to be changing diapers and acts like he can't bet any games, which is ridiculous. Thursday night, we got one week away. It starts the NFL, the Sundays. We have made it through the horrific. Let 
the summer. chaos begin because that is what it is going to be for the next 20 weeks or so. Can't and wait. And we will be doing gambling picks here on this train of thought segment every week. So don't leave me a review saying you don't want the gambling picks. You're going to get them. Just leave five <laughs> stars and say good podcast. If you could do that, love Jimmy, love Sal. All right. Sal, we'll see you next week. Yep. Talk to you later. Thanks. All right. All right. My thanks to Ben Strauss and Sal Licata. If you've missed any recent episodes of the SI Media Podcast, they're in the archives. Check them out and subscribe. Nate Burleson and James Andrew Miller were on the pod last week. Joe Buck, two weeks ago. Roman Reigns, Chris Mad Dog Russo, three weeks ago. Ian Eagle at the beginning of August. All on the SI Media Podcast, all in the archives. Check them out. Subscribe, rate, and review. Again, I'll read reviews during the Train of Thought segment going forward. And, uh, We'll see you next week. We have a big, big show next week. I don't want to tease the guests just in case, but should be two guests that uh, you guys will definitely want to hear from. So make sure you subscribe so you get that podcast delivered to you. All right. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the Labor Day weekend. College football, NFL coming. It's all happening. So it's a good time here on the SI Media Podcast. See you next week. Stay safe. Take care. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.